Hey, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here with another best album of episode. Specifically, we're going to be looking at 1981. And what a fabulous year. When I was doing my investigating, it quickly became obvious that I wasn't going to be able to uh, keep it to the top 10. So I've expanded to uh, top 20. Uh, so 1981, uh, as I said, was amazing. The new wave of British heavy metal was in full uh, roar. Uh, the old guard were fighting back, and even uh, some new bands from North America were making some noise. Uh, and personally, I was an 18-year-old with a half-decent job for a student, money in my pocket, and I was able to buy all of these albums, and more, obviously, um, as new releases. So I lived through all this uh, amazing, as I said, amazing year. So this episode, we'll cover spots 11 to 20, and next Thursday, we'll follow up with the top 10. Okay, let's start with our number 20 album of 1981, and it's Canada's Anvil with their debut Hard and Heavy, previously released as Lips. So yeah, there are like three tracks here that you can easily jettison right off the top. Uh, terrible songs, but get rid of those and you're left with, left with some of uh, Anvil's best work. They've got Bondage, uh, Bedroom Games, uh, School Love, all in, uh, uh, tremendous stuff. And then Lips as a guitar player here was on fire, sounding like Ted Nugent on steroids. Uh, underrated album.
Okay, our number 19 album comes from the new wave of British heavy metal. It's Edinburgh's Holocaust with their debut, The Nightcomers. So this album always encapsulated to me what the new wave of British heavy metal was all about. Uh, boundless enthusiasm, willingness to take risks, and just letting her rip. Stick with the new wave of British heavy metal for our number 18 album. It's Saxon with their fourth album, Denim and Leather. 
So definitely a step or two <laughs> down from the previous Wheels of Steel and Strong Arm of the Law opuses. The band dumbing down a little bit, becoming a little bit more anthemic and maybe retreading some ideas. Uh, but still, there are a handful of tracks here that you can put amongst the Saxon classics. <laughs>
Germany's Accept take the number 17 spot on our list with Breaker. Uh, so some prime heavy metal uh, can be found here in the form of opener Starlight, uh, the rude son of a bitch, uh, kick-ass burning in the title track. Uh, there are some filler in there, uh, but the band would fix that the following year with Restless and Wild. <laughs> but regardless, Breaker is still an amazing album that caught heavy metal heads' attention in 
way back to the new wave of British heavy metal for our next four entries. So coming in at number 16 is High and Dry by the soon-to-be sellouts Def Leppard. So on the sophomore album, the, uh, the band upped their game and, uh, with respect to songwriting and musicianship uh, and improved production as well. I often wonder what the band's discography would look like if they didn't reach for the filthy lucre. Number 15 is the sophomore Killers from New Wave British Heavy Metal Champions Iron Maiden. 
So I suspect this one would be landing much higher on a lot of your uh, your own lists out there. Uh, but come on, you got to admit there's some filler in here that brings it down from the perfect 10 out of 10, uh, giving it a 9 out of 10 in my scoring. Uh, regardless, what you find here is the band polishing up their performances and writing a bit, uh, much less raw than the debut. And I can tell you, I saw the band live on this tour in, in Toronto, and I can attest to how fucking good the band was with Deano leading them. Uh, one of my favorite concert experiences of all time.
metal unit Bardis takes the number 14 spot on our list with their sophomore The World's Insane. So the general consensus out there seems to be that this album was a letdown after their live debut 100 miles per hour, but I disagree. Uh, to me, this is the template for what boogie metal should be. Uh, there's uh, pogo-inducing rhythms, great vocals, memorable hooks, and amazing lead guitar work from Steve Zodiac, an underrated gem. there is Judas Priest stumbled in 1981 with their point of entry album but I would disagree uh, landing at number 13 on our list here <laughs> uh, yeah it's poppier than what came before but man is it ever catchy give it a chance uh, and there's uh, treasure troves of, of deep album tracks that you can add to your priest collection here <laughs>
underrated platter comes in at number 12. It's Crocus with their fifth album, Hardware. So many out there would point to One Vice at a Time or Headhunter as the band's best work, but not me. I would pick to Hardware, this album from 1981. Uh, so it's got some of their best ACDC influence uh, songs, some great headbangers. But most importantly, it's the consistency of this thing. It's the only Crocus album that I don't have to skip any tracks while I'm imbibing.
hardware was underrated, this next album would be criminally underrated given the negativity it often gets for no reason in my opinion. It's the debut album from Praying Mantis, Time Tells No Lies. Uh, some people calling it too poppy. Uh, but for me, I've spent the last 40 years reveling in the rhythm work here, the riffs, uh, the amazing vocal melodies. One of the greatest melodic metal albums of all time, in my opinion.
thanks for joining us and remember to check in next Thursday as we unveil the top 10 albums of 1981. And between then, go check out our website, www.themightydecibel. Have a great one.